Hello and welcome back to the Unrefined Podcast. We have a little bit of a different setup today uh, on my like video. If you can, if I post this or whatever, you'll be able to see. But we're super comfy and cozy on the couch, and just a change of scenery other than my office. And I'm super excited to be talking to y'all today. I put out a question box on Instagram on the unrefined.podcast Instagram and I got some really awesome suggestions but the overwhelming suggestion that I got was to talk about fitness whether it was talk about CrossFit talk about staying consistent talk about motivation talked in the gym specifically and I love this subject so much but I feel like I talk about fitness all the time it's a huge part of my life. And so hearing that y'all also wanted to talk about fitness was really awesome and super exciting. And so we're going to get all into it. I'm going to go down my fitness journey. I hate I hate that word. It sounds kind of like when you're watching The Bachelor and they say journey over and over and over again. And you're like, I get it. You're on like this journey, but can we use a different word? So we'll just go through the ups and downs that I've experienced with fitness and kind of what I've learned along the way and any tips and things that I can offer as suggestion um, moving forward for those who might be struggling when it comes to staying consistent with your fitness and your health. And I feel super blessed now to be talking about this because I've always had a passion for fitness, but recently I've gotten my CrossFit certification to be a coach, which is super amazing and I'm super grateful for. And I've been coaching now since August, so for a little bit over two months. And I'm super passionate about it. I love working with people on fitness and just everyone is such in a different season of life when it comes to their fitness and their health. And I just love being able to meet people where they're at and help them grow and reach their goals. And it's just super, super fun. And so that is a huge passion of mine. And then it's super fitting that we're doing it this episode because on November 22nd, I hit my two-year mark that I call my CrossFit anniversary, um, my two-year mark of when I started CrossFit. And so this episode is going to be talking about all things fitness, but obviously we're going to be talking a lot about CrossFit because that's a huge part of my life. And if CrossFit is something that you're currently doing, this will be a super helpful episode because I have some ways to keep like people consistent that are already in the community that might not be super competitive, like a competitive athlete. Or if you're not into CrossFit and it's something that you've been thinking about, definitely stay because I will give you all the reasons why it is one of the best options out there for you. And so, yeah, let's just start uh, with the beginning of my my fitnessness, I guess you can call it, and when I started that. And so I obviously, if you've listened up to this point, I play college basketball, so I'm not going to get too de- in depth in that because that's a sport versus trying to work out to be healthy and things like that. And so I really f- started to love the fitness side of things my freshman year of college when I started to love being in the gym for the f- the agility part more than I actually enjoyed basketball, which was crazy at the time. And I 
would get so into the workouts and what they were working and how they were changing my body and all of those amazing things. And I really started to take on asking a lot more questions and working a lot with our agility, strength and agility coach. And so that's the first time I remember really being into fitness. And then I left college and stopped playing basketball, but I, it was the first time I had to take a look at, okay, how am I going to stay healthy? And the easiest way for me to do that after college was to pick up running because that was something that I knew a lot about and something that I could just go do super easily without having to go to a gym. And so I would run a lot and I would go to, after I left college, I, uh, sorry, after I left the college that I was playing basketball at, I would go and work out a lot in an apartment gym that I lived at. And I would do a lot of basketball-like workouts, which was high intensity, move fast, lots of movements like kettlebell swings and dumbbell thrusters and get on the treadmill and sprint for like a minute and a half. And a lot of like, now that I look back at it, Orange Theory-like fitness, uh, but Orange Theory wasn't necessarily a thing yet, which is crazy. And so... I really took to doing that for a while and it kept me in shape and I was really on like the diet fad of how can I eat the healthiest possible and burn a ton of calories just to keep the physique that I had which at the time was super super petite and honestly I probably weighed like 115 pounds soaking wet like I was just very skinny. I had issues growing up gaining muscle and gaining weight and so it was always a goal of mine before college. And then I just want to keep that aesthetic, which I, all the girlies out there know that you're not going to look the same way you did in high school. It's just not physically possible. And so I did try to keep that physique for a while, but it kind of the eating bad and, and I had very bad eating habits all through high school. I ate I would come home and get like six pieces of bread and like make toast and put butter on it and just down it and and it was just I needed fuel and that's what my body was telling me. I needed a ton of calories to replace all of the calories I was burning. And so eventually though it did start to catch up to me cuz when I was playing basketball I was working out about 4 to 5 hours a day. Well that's not feasible when you're an adult and you, I had to get a job and um, I had school and things like that. So I did start to gain some of like the bad weight and it was the first time in my life that I was drinking alcohol. And so that did not do well for my fitness. And I also didn't have a goal. So like I've always had goals and something I was working towards when it came to fitness. And so just not having a goal and just having to go to the gym for the purpose of looking good didn't keep me consistent. And so I didn't have a, I wasn't signed up for any kind of goal, like a 5k or anything to motivate me to train for something. And so after that, I ended up moving home to Texas and my dad and I really got into cycling for a while. And that kind of got me back into super good shape and I lost a lot of the weight that I gained when I was up in Washington. And when we we started doing cycling and then I ended up moving out. And so I didn't have my workout buddy anymore. And so I tried to stay on that 
workout plan of going to the gym because I was now living at another college campus. They had a really awesome gym and so I tried to stay on that. Didn't really work and then I kind of got back into playing pickup basketball and that kept me in really amazing shape. I can't tell you enough how I know a lot of men in my life that go and play pickup basketball and it keeps you in crazy good shape but it's not very realistic for us ladies. You know what I mean? So I was playing basketball pickup. That was that worked really well. And then I ended up tearing my ACL again in a intramural game. And when I tore my ACL, it kind of went, that's where like the downhill, like decline started for me health wise when it came to weight and just not having motivation. And so I had a pretty rough recovery. I did physical therapy and then I had some things happen with my medical insurance. And so I had to finish out my physical therapy by myself and I didn't take it very seriously. And I remember when I stopped physical therapy, I still couldn't run. And that was just like a go-to for me. And so I think it was probably a year, two years where I was trying to get back just the mobility of my knee. And that was my second ACL surgery. So I've had two and I was just working to get that back, slow weight training, slow to start running again. Um, and so that is where kind of my decline was. And I ended up gaining a bunch of weight. Um, I think I've, I gained 40 pounds over that time. And so uh, from what I can remember, because that, that still was like seven years ago now, um, yeah, so I, I gained some weight and then I started after after those two years, so I'm trying to piece everything together, I started to get fed up and when I hit about 23, 24, I decided I really wanted to get into running. I don't remember, I think I started watching a bunch of trail running like documentaries and I started getting obsessed with it because I am someone who loves outdoors and I love hiking and, and those types of activities. And so being able to pair that with a sport was just so like crazy to me. And I remember when I started, I was like, I want to run a hundred miler one day. Like that's my goal. I want to run a hundred miler. But my attention span <laughs> when it comes to physical activity isn't very uh, broad. So like I, I get bored very easily. And so I had a training plan. I was even working with a coach and I was working my way up and I worked my way up to being able to do a 50 K. And then I wasn't stretching. I wasn't doing any weight training, like zero weight training. And the one thing they say with trail running is you have to weight train to prevent injury. And I wasn't listening. I was like, I'm just going to run. I just need to get to that 100 mile point as fast as possible. And at the time, I didn't realize that it takes like three or four years. No, more than that. Well, sometimes it takes a really long time to get to the point to be able to run 100 miles and do that volume. And you have to be weight training. And so to build the strength in your legs and in your glutes and in your hips to be able to handle that much volume in such a short period of time. And so I got to a point where I ran a 50K and then I ended up having a hip injury from repetition and not and lack of stretching and strength training. And it was actually my SI joint that I hurt and it was pulling on my hip and it was making it pretty much unbearable to run. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to recover. I'm going to take a break and I'm not going to run anymore. 
And so I, once I stopped, I just didn't have the motivation to go back. And so I, I trail ran for about two years and I traveled and I did the races and I, something about me though, that I think is very different is I really love being in the pain cave and I think that's pretty rare. I love being in the deepest, darkest moments in like a, a race or in a workout where it's just terrible. And I love climbing myself back out of that. And, and the feeling after is like pretty much a drug to me. And so I think that can be kind of rare. And then also the fact that I'm so competitive, but that was out of dismay when it came to trail r- racing because I didn't have the patience to get better. And so I just wanted to be the best. And I was so hard on myself because I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I wasn't eating properly. So I wasn't losing the weight I needed to to be competitive in that sport. And so it was just adding up and mentally it was taking a toll on me. And so after that, I took a really long break. And then I went through some personal things that just... tore me apart and so I ended up losing weight it during that period of time for the wrong reasons because I wasn't eating and it wasn't it wasn't an eating disorder not eating it was like stress and anxiety and not like loneliness and things like that and I just like was didn't have an appetite and I know there are a lot of girls out there that can relate to that where you're going through a breakup or you're going through family issues and you're just so nauseous all the time because you're going through something and and I just I did lose a lot of weight during that time but it wasn't the right kind of weight if that makes sense and so I lost a lot of muscle during that time too so I wasn't I was feeling so weak like just so like I remember thinking one day that man I would love to feel strong again like I did when I was playing basketball and love to pick up groceries and feel so like strong and like I'm able to do this and I just I didn't feel like that and so I worked through a lot of those things during that time and I wanted to get back into working out again and I had a couple of friends and we decided that we were going to go work out at this gym called Fox Fitness. And I think if you're in the DFW area, you might know of this gym. It's pretty popular now. It's a pretty popular like bodybuilding influencer gym. And so we started going every morning at 5 a.m., which was insane because it was a 30 minute drive. I'd work out, I'd get ready for work, and then I'd drive straight to work but it worked and I was getting strong and I was getting healthy and I was feeling confident again. And I was putting together all my own workout plans. And now that I look back, I don't even know if it was working the way I wanted, like efficiently, if that makes sense, because I was just taking things off the internet and then doing those things at the gym, but there was no like cohesive plan. There was no like, okay, for this four weeks, we're going to focus on building our quads a little bit more and focus on building our stamina. Like there was like none of that. It was like, oh, this workout looks fun. Let's do that. And I just went to the gym and did it for an hour. And so at the end of the day, it built some under, it built some muscle to lay a foundation for me, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but it didn't last because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to go work out at 5 a.m. And I had a couple of friends I was working out with, but we ended up moving like a lot of us three, it was three of us. We ended up moving and it was just, yeah, we ended up not continuing to work out together. And so after that, I 
really took a long period of time of playing soft slow pitch softball and not doing any kind of weight training. I, I would say like that I was working out while playing softball, but looking back at it, it's not really that great of a workout because you're sitting around a lot of the time. You bat a couple times. Like it's not really a workout. It's uh, I mean, it is activity, but it's not helping you reach like a health goal and keeping you healthy and fit. And so I did that for a really long time. During that period of time, I did meet Sean, my husband, which was such a blessing in disguise. So I'm really glad that I had that period of time. Um, But we played softball for a while. And then I was like, this is a really toxic environment. Because if you've ever played softball, I met a lot of really awesome people, but the actual environment as a whole is very unhealthy. There is a lot of drinking a lot of the time. There's a lot of cattiness like on the girl's side. And just if you're not an all out like baller, which I wasn't because I did not play in high school, um, people can be kind of mean and it can be kind of clicky. And so it just wasn't fit for good fit for me because I'm pretty emotional and it took a lot of mental stress on me. And so, uh, Sean is a really amazing softball, baseball player. And so he was able to go and just play and have fun and kind of keep it separate. And for me, it was such a social lifestyle for me, um, that we, I was getting in wrong crowds and being around people that weren't the healthiest. So I eventually got to a point where I just hit a breaking point and didn't want to play anymore. I actually had a instance at a game where, I usually played outfield and I got hit in the head with a softball um, because because the lights out here are pretty bright and turned down. This was in Weatherford when we were moving out here and I got I lost the ball in the light and it hit me in the head and then super embarrassing. I was 100% okay. I was not hurt whatsoever, but I it just kind of was like, that was kind of like the turning point for me where like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so once that happened, I took a few months where I was trying to go back into the gym at a local, like normal gym called Weatherford Fitness. And they're super good gym. If And it's like a body, bo- oh my gosh, I can't speak, a bodybuilding type gym also. And Sean and I would go and we do our little workout, but we'd always like leave early, not finish. And it was just super boring. We weren't making any progress. And then this is the moment that we decided to join CrossFit, which is like my favorite thing ever. Like it was, I can't tell you enough how grateful I am that we joined CrossFit because it just completely changed the trajectory of our life and how how healthy we are now and I'm just obviously it was God's plan for us and he put us on that path but the entire story of how I joined CrossFit I was trying to remember the other day because it's been two years now but I went to my work office which is in Keller Uh, we work remote though now so we're not working Keller but sometimes our leadership team will meet in Keller and I went to the office and I have a friend that I work with and I, she's such a dear friend now. I love her so much. And she's kind of become like family. And her name is Tirza. And we were sitting there. So she had told me she joined CrossFit. And I kind of brushed it off because I've heard 
some mixed like reviews probably like most people out there who are think who know of crossfit they've probably not heard the best things like it's not real pull-ups and it's injury prone and all those things and we can get into that in a, a little bit later but I was talking to her and she was saying that she just did a 5k with her family and she was like yeah I was able to run this 5k the fastest I've ever ran it and I'm in the best shape I've ever been in and and it she was telling me like her times and things I was like whoa that's crazy because we worked out a couple times together and I was usually a little more fit or like athletic and it kind of she kind of passed me over in a way and like that's my competitiveness coming out in that moment but she was also looking really amazing and she looked like she felt good and she was saying how strong she is now and I was very intrigued and so we were talking about CrossFit and I went home that day and I looked up the closest CrossFit gym and it was in Granbury and I told Sean that we need to just go look into it. And Sean has a brother who it was so funny because like two a month or two before that was just telling us how CrossFit is a cult and all these terrible things about it. And so we only had this negative outlook on it at the time. And so he didn't really want to do it. And his biggest thing at first was he was trying to gain weight because he naturally just sheds weight. His metabolism is so fast. And so he was like, all the workouts are so high intensity. It's just going to make me lose weight. I'm trying to gain weight, not lose weight. And at the time I, in my head, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like you, I couldn't like argue that fact. Like I literally thought that he would lose weight doing CrossFit. And now looking back, it's just hilarious. And so we go in and we met with the owners and we got a little tour and they gave us these cute little like folders with all the information. And as soon as I walked in and I saw people working out, I knew it was something I was going to do. And the only other thing about CrossFit is it can be kind of expensive. And so that was Sean's biggest thing was like, it's expensive. And I was like, well, we can work it in. I was like, I got to a point where we were going back and forth and I was like, well, I'm going to try this for a month and you can either do it with me or I'm going to do it without you. (laughs) And so I've never talked to him like that about something before. I don't know what came over me. Usually I'm like, no, we need to do this together. But I was like, no, this is happening. I'm going to try this. I'm at my wits end. At the time I was... 30 pounds heavier than I am now and just really unhappy, couldn't get motivated and fitness such such a big thing in my life that I needed, I needed this like in my brain. And so, so after that we started CrossFit and I'm not joking, it changed our lives. Like we went to the first, let me tell you a little story of our first day of CrossFit. So we walk in, we go to the later class because the latest class and our the head coach at the time, her name's Kate, was there and they had mentioned that that was like the least busy and we were like, yeah, we need to come to the least busy because we don't want people staring at us and all this stuff. So we show up, we're the only two for the 6.30 class and Kate totally took us in and showed us exactly how to do everything, walked us through the workout, all that stuff and we get into it and Sean and I, I didn't know this at the time, but Sean hadn't been eating very much throughout the day because he's so busy at work. He's just go, 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 go. And so Sean hadn't been eating and he didn't eat that day. Well, he had like a protein bar or something. And mid-workout, he's like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. 
I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And the whole time he's like, I'm going to pass out. He almost quit our first workout, like almost was like, I can't. And so we get through the workout. He's dying. He feels like crap. He literally makes me drive home because he feels like he's going to pass out. And I'm like, that's all. That was awesome. That was like so hard. Like it was so much fun. And like, he's like dying. And so I don't really remember a whole lot after, after that first workout, but I remember that first workout so vividly in my brain. And it was just like really funny. And it's really cool how far we've come. And after that, Sean started eating every day because he's like, I'm not going to show up to class with that empty stomach and feel like I'm going to pass out again. And so we started going and we, we easily were able to fit in the five to six days a week. We showed up to our class time. We met the people that were in our class. We started to bond with people. We started to really learn the methodology and the workouts and started to get stronger. And I started to see results and losing weight and gaining muscle. And it was just addicting. Like once you see that change, it that's addicting. But then the other addicting part about CrossFit especially if you're going to the same class time, is that you meet people that push you and that cheer you on and you create these friendships and bonds through something that is just so, so fun and healthy for you. And so we ended up staying at this gym for about a year and seeing really amazing big results that first year. Sean gained a bunch of weight. I lost a bunch of weight. And we both got a lot stronger. When I tell you, let me run through the things I couldn't do when I started CrossFit because I don't think people understand now. I couldn't do a pull-up. Actually, no, scratch that. I literally couldn't hang from the bar. I was scared to jump up onto the bar, like the pull-up bar. Like I was was terrified the first day. So couldn't do a pull-up, couldn't do even close to a toes-to-bar, if you know what that is couldn't do even I couldn't kick up on my hands like I literally couldn't do a handstand like hold on the wall like I like I I was terrified my hand my arms were gonna collapse and my and honestly my core wasn't even strong enough to get me up on the wall so I couldn't do that I did um dumbbell push press for a really long time I when I started I could barely do the barbell when it came to cleans Uh, I couldn't do overhead squats for a really long time. I had to do front squats for probably like four or five months. I couldn't do the kettlebell. I had to use like the 18 pound kettlebell, which like now our normal standard is double that, 35 pounds. I couldn't even probably pick up the 35 pound dumbbell. Couldn't even fathom that, which is now something that I use in a lot of workouts. And I just wanted to run through that for the people that might be just starting CrossFit or uh, are nervous. Oh, GHDs? Yeah, no. Um, Terrified because I thought I was going to fall on my head. Uh, And then my core strength, I remember one of the other first workouts we did was called Annie on the Run. And it's 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 sit-ups. And then in between, you do 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 so you do 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of sit-ups, then double unders, which I had to do singles. And then you, in between each round, you did a 200 meter run. I was dying. I literally had to cut the sit-ups in half because I could not finish the workout. I couldn't do any more sit-ups. So just to put some things in perspective from where I started was crazy because that was only two years ago. 
And just, I just want to put that stuff out there for anyone that might be nervous to walk in or intimidated. And there are a lot of people in CrossFit gyms who have been doing this for years because it is such a good program that they are where they're at because they put in the work. And I, I don't think it's very fair for someone to walk in and, tr- and be like, I need to be where they're at. And I mean, sometimes people walk in and they're super talented and super athletic or have been working out in a while and they're, they're a lot further. But there are, I would say, 80% of people that walk into CrossFit gyms are starting out fresh and they're so intimidated and they're comparing themselves to people who have been doing it for three, four, five, ten 10 years. And I'm like, that's not realistic. Like you are going to have to work five years to get to that point, just like that person did. And if you saw where that person was five years ago, you it would click for you. But I, I don't think people can wrap their brain around that and they're very intimidated by it. And the other thing that I hear a lot is about injury, like they're scared of being injured. The great So let me talk you through CrossFit methodology really quick. So first thing with CrossFit methodology is called the Hopper method. And that is basically you put all workouts, like all different type of exercises in, in like a pot and you pick out like three or four different things. And every CrossFit athlete should be able to do those things that you pull out or a scaled variation of those things. And it is called functional fitness. What is functional fitness? In layman's terms, functional fitness is preparing you for world activities that you are going to encounter on your everyday life. So going out and mowing the lawn, going out and picking up a bag of mulch on your shoulder. You shouldn't have a problem with that. Sitting down on the ground and literally getting up off the ground. Like that is functional fitness. Those are the things that CrossFit is preparing you for with the methodology. So with that being said, when you walk into a CrossFit gym, what are you going to see? Okay, well, you're going to see one of, uh, you're going to see a few different things depending on the day. So you will usually always see a Metcon. What a Metcon is, is it's going to be those high intensity workouts that you see on like social media where people are going balls to the wall and trying to finish the workout as fast as possible. And um, the goal of that is to, there. I mean, it depends on the workout. I can't tell you what the goal in that is because it could be to improve strength. It could be to improve your cardio and uh, your metabolic endurance. Like, I, like, it depends on the workout. But so what you're going to see, you're going to look at the whiteboard and you're probably going to see on like two or three of the days, you're going to see a strength portion. And that strength portion is what you normally do at the gym. So you're going to do a front squat or you're going to do a back squat, a push press, overhead squat, whatever you're working on that day. And you're going to do like five sets of three, or you're going to do a wave where you do a set of three, a set of two, a set of one, like there's a million different ways. That's your strength portion. You're going to do like a set every minute or every two minutes. um, And you're going to work through that strength portion. Once you're done with that strength portion, then you're probably going to go in your Metcon when you see the the Metcon written on the whiteboard, what you're usually going to see is what we call the RX version. So RX stands for as prescribed. As prescribed means this is what the workout is prescribed to do for our RX athletes. Now, if you can't do what's on the whiteboard, that's probably what 70% of people are going to be doing, which is called scaling. (laughs) So 
there's going to be a weight prescription. Usually there's going to be a standard prescription for what the, uh, like workout or the exercises. So for example, say you come in and the RX version of the workout is five muscle ups, six front squats at 105 pounds for girls. I'm talking about ladies specifically. Um, and then 10 GHDs. Well, you look at that and you're like, oh, I can't do any of that. Guess what? You don't have to. You literally don't have to. You can scale it to get the same, what we call stimulus for you. So you're going to scale it and the way you're going to feel during that workout is going to be the exact same way that the RX is feeling during that workout. It's crazy, I know. And that's just because we are all at different levels of our fitness. And you have to be able to push your body, but you need to be able to take that workout and scale it to your ability. So what did I say? Five muscle-ups, six over, six front squats at 105 pounds, and 10 GHDs. Well, if I'm walking in and I'm like, I can't do any of that, you this is what you might do. You might do five ring rows. Like ring rows? Or if you can do pull-ups, five pull-ups or five jumping pull-ups. And that's literally off a box. You were just jumping up to the bar and then slowly laying yourself down to work yourself up to potentially get a pull-up. So five ring rows or pull-ups, then six front squats. So say that the weight's too heavy. First, you can scale the weight down to like a barbell. You can literally just do a 35-pound barbell. Or you can even do air squats. Say you're like, oh, front squats hurt my back or something. Get rid of the bar. Do air squats. You can literally do six air squats. I know it's crazy. And then the last one was 10 GHDs. So GHDs is the like abdominal machine and it actually works your hamstrings too if you're doing it properly. But can't do GHDs. You could probably do sit-ups. And there you go. You have a scaled version of a workout that you can do. So I just really like to harp on that and uh, explain that to people who potentially haven't done CrossFit. And then for those of you who are out there that are listening that do CrossFit, it's also one of those things where I'm constantly having to tell people like, don't be disappointed that you have to scale. There are literally still things that I have to scale. I can't do muscle-ups, bar or rings. I can't do any kind of handstand walking. There are workouts that come up. There's weight that I can't do in workouts that I'm, to this day, I'm still having to scale. Majority of people in CrossFit still have to scale. And you know what? That That's literally okay. Uh, so, that's one of the biggest things that I like to put out there about CrossFit. Now let's talk about why CrossFit is so effective, especially for me, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that might be listening to this who've kind of seen my fitness journey as it's progressed and have known me before CrossFit. And this is just something I would say this is probably the thing that I've I've been the most consistent with the longest. And I'll tell you why, because there is a few different reasons. So the biggest reason, well, no, we'll get to the biggest reason later. We'll start, we'll start, we'll start, start small. So one of the reasons that CrossFit has been so effective for me is it is constantly very, uh, it's a constant variety of movements. So I'm coming in every day and I'm doing a different workout every day. So I'm not doing the same type of lifting every week 
minor changes for like eight weeks and that was so boring to me I was like this is like pulling out teeth for those of you who are out there that go to a normal gym or do you like sit at home some days or you're on your way home from work and you're like oh I don't want to go and I'm like that was me like I was like oh I don't want to go and now it's like I I still have some days where I'm like I'm really not feeling it I've had a bad day or I'm, I'm not as motivated but when it comes to CrossFit, majority of the time, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to go do this workout today, and the, sorry, the coolest thing, too, is that we have this app that a lot of gyms use, so we use SugarWad, but there's a lot of gyms that use, like, Wattify and other types of apps, but the workout for the next day will drop the night before, so you'll get to see that workout, but you won't see the whole big picture at once, because I feel like, when a lot of people get to see the whole week, the whole big picture all at once, they can talk themselves out of going on certain days or why they can take a rest day. So we have a lot of members that actually tell me that they don't look at the workouts. They just come in because they're like, I, if I see the workout and there's something I don't like, I don't, I don't come. And so they, they're self-aware enough to just show up. And so that is such a huge thing for me is the constantly changing workouts and sometimes we'll do what are called benchmark workouts um that we'll do multiple times but I'm talking like you'll do it like once a year like you'll do it and then you'll do it a year later and you can see how much progress you've made over that year and compare times compare like could I rx it last time or am I did I scale it last time and now I can rx the workout and it's just really cool to see that progress and be able to have the variety and it's just it makes it fun and it makes it super fun when there's movements you're like obsessed with and you get to go and do those one day and then the next day it's like something that you're not as good at but you're like oh at least I got better today you know so that's the biggest thing or that's not the biggest thing but that is one of the things that has made me so successful when it comes to CrossFit. The second thing is going to be probably the strength aspect of CrossFit, specifically when it comes to my health, because I'm feeling so unbelievably strong right now. And I say that, and it's crazy because I'm like, that's a huge thing I could work on and specifically in CrossFit, but I am feeling stronger than I have in my entire life. I am back squatting more than I ever have. I'm bench pressing more than I've ever have in my life. And because there's such a strength aspect to CrossFit versus like just running or just going and doing um, something like S45, F45, which I did that too also for like a really short period of time. Um, And it is kind of similar to CrossFit, but not in the strength area. They like, here's a good example, F45 versus CrossFit. F45 is very cardio intensive and it also... You, you you usually stop at like a 25 pound kettlebell and with CrossFit there's no limit to your strength so I'm on a regular basis using a 35 pound kettlebell and so that's just a quick difference but when it comes to strength same with Orange Theory I've gone to a couple Orange Theory classes and it's very watered down CrossFit and I think that's good for some people especially if you can stay consistent and you like like the point system and things like that um but we'll get into the biggest reason and I'll I'll come back to those two but 
I think that the strength portion has really kept me consistent because I love seeing the progress on getting stronger and being able to log that and hit PRs is such a huge thing. So we'll do a lift, uh, one of our main lifts, so powerlifting lifts, and then also the big ones are when you PR your Olympic lifts, so clean and jerk, cleans, um, and snatches and just hitting a PR is like no other feeling in the world is just like man all my hard work has paid off and I can put a number on it and things like that and so that has been a huge thing for me the last thing and this is the biggest thing this is the biggest reason that I have stayed so consistent in CrossFit and why I'm like everyone needs to join like it's just like this is this is it this is the epitome is the community that you get in CrossFit. It is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I'm going to be honest. Um, so, you walk into a CrossFit gym. Are you going to be friends with every single person in that gym? Absolutely not. Are you going to find your people in that gym if you come consistent on a consistent basis? Absolutely. You 100% will. You will find a group of people that are like-minded and probably around your same age, probably in your same season of life. Uh, for Sean and I, that is, we are, in, not older, <laughs> late 20s, married couple, and we don't have kids yet, and we have, we have one, two, three different couples in our gym that are in the same season of life, and it's just, it's become such an amazing thing when it comes to fitness because I want to go to the gym to see my friends. Like, I want to go work out with my friends. I want, they've kept me consistent. I want to go do workouts with my friends. I want to go do competitions with my friends. I want to travel and do fun fitness things with my friends. And that has been the biggest gift because I can't tell you how isolated I was before CrossFit. I didn't have very many friends. I wasn't very social. I stayed at home a lot. And I think that our lives have completely completely shifted. And unlike softball, it's a very positive environment. It is a very healthy environment. It is, let's get better together. Let's get more fit. Let's eat healthy. Let's focus on, or let's talk about how we can get better. And so I've just made so many amazing friends. I just did a competition with one of my best CrossFit friends, Emily, this last, not last weekend, but the weekend before called High Rocks. And we suffered together literally suffered. She thought she was going to puke and I kept cramping in my legs at the, during the end of the race and we got done and it was just one of the best feelings. You got to accomplish something with one of your friends and um, it was just, that is just a small, small example. Another example is Sean and I are going to Tulsa, Oklahoma at the end of January with two of our couple friends. It is a six-person team competition that we are now training for called KO in the OK and we're all traveling up to Tulsa to go do this competition and I'm super excited. Um, and then, I mean, there's a million other other examples. I've, I've met so many people during this experience. And I think that is the biggest thing that I, why I encourage people. And I, I don't want to sound like a broken record to people. So we tried to not talk too much about CrossFit, but if people ask questions, we're more than open to completely just lay it all out there. But 
it's the people like you will walk in a gym and you will find your people and then you will continue to go back and continue to push hard in these workouts because your people are encouraging you and cheering you on and keeping you accountable I can't tell you how many people left for a week and then people were texting them like where have you been like why are you not at the gym and so it's just that is the number one thing that has kept me consistent now say you're like I really against doing CrossFit I really don't want to do CrossFit it's not something that I'm interested in well I think then I would say find a group of people of like-minded people that have the same goals as you and and get a gym buddy and I know it's so hard and that's what makes that's why I love CrossFit because it makes it so easy to make friends because you're going to the class and you're in the class with people and people are cheering you on and you usually stay and talk after class. And so, I I mean, I stay and talk for like 30 minutes after class. I'm guilty of that. And it makes it easy. But I would say if you're really not into it and don't like it, that would be my biggest tip and motivation is finding a group of people. If you are currently in CrossFit and you are feeling a lack of motivation, I would just think, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? And is there anyone that you can reach out to be like, I'm having kind of a hard time with motivation. Can you keep me accountable? Can you come work out with me and, and really have like a buddy? The other thing when it comes to motivation is signing up for something to keep you accountable, whether that's a 5k, a half marathon, if you really like running, um, a Tough Mudder or a Spartan Race or High Rocks is a super cool thing. If you haven't looked into it, you should look into it or a CrossFit competition setting, even if it's like six months down the road, like set a date, uh, pick a competition or some kind of goal and buy it, book it, mark it on the calendar, and that will help kind of motivate you to continue your fitness as such a, that's been a big thing for me as well. And so those are really my biggest tips when it comes to motivation is having people, someone to work out with that's going to keep you accountable. And then two, setting a goal and kind of going after it and keeping that as your focus when it comes to your training. If you're not working towards anything, it can be kind of hard to continue to motivate and push hard. And so that has been a huge thing for me. So I've been rambling about this. This has probably been the longest podcast episode I've done. And I feel like there are a million and 10 things I can talk about on this subject. But if you are someone that is listening and you do not do CrossFit, I look up your local gym, go try free class. They all offer initial free class. If not, then find a gym that does and just go give it a shot. Go give it a shot. Um, I would go to a class during a weekday because not on the weekend because those are usually the, the most um, full classes. Usually like Monday, Tuesdays are really, really good classes uh, where you can meet a lot of cool people and just go give it a shot and see if you like it and don't get too in your head. Um, I can't tell for like the first three weeks I'd stand in the corner by myself and not talk to anyone. And I'd also force Sean to be my partner in any partner wads because I was like, I'm not social. I do not know anyone here. So don't get too in your head. People want to talk to you. So be open to talking to people. Uh, don't be too closed off, but it's not that stressful. It, 
it's super fun. Uh, the coaches are super amazing. And maybe I can go into a whole other podcast episode about coaching. Specifically, I've had some really amazing coaches that have helped me along the way. That's another part of CrossFit I could go into, but I'm going to stop rambling because there's just so much. Um, and then specifically, if you are a sports person, like you've played sports in the past and you've been searching for something, this is your thing. Like, I can't, I can't explain it enough. Like, this is, you'll just, just try it. Just try it. Just trust me. So, I'm going to stop myself there. And if you are wanting some input on future episodes, there's something else fitness related that you are wanting questions on, maybe your nutrition, maybe more about uh, the coaching side of CrossFit, things like that. Uh, definitely go follow my unrefined dot podcast, uh, sorry, my Instagram, which is unrefined.podcast. And I will be opening up a question box and doing polls on podcast episodes. So that's where I do all of that. And you can have more input on what we talk about and I'll answer your questions and things like that. I think the next episode I'm going to do is going to be on navigating family during the holidays because I know that can be such a hard topic and I know a lot of people are dealing with that right now. And so we'll see. We'll see because people people tell me what they want to hear. And I'm like, okay, I'll talk about that. So uh, thank you for coming to my podcast. It was super cozy, comfy one. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you're here listening. And I'm really grateful for the community that I have here. And I've been able to just kind of talk about the things that I'm passionate about. And with no limits, basically. And like I said at the beginning, this is where my people pleaser mentality is going out the window. And I'm working more and more on that every single day because I tend to be a people pleaser. And I know a lot of you can relate to that. And so I just am really grateful. I love when I get to hear that you're listening to the podcast. And I've had a lot of people tell me about that now and it's keeping me going. And I just, I'm, I love this and I'm so excited. Something I'm so passionate about. So if there is anything specifically you want me to talk about, go DM me on the unrefined.podcast Instagram and I will talk to y'all next week. Okay. I'm going to get off before I keep rambling. Bye.